you can hear me though, right? Perfect. Yeah, there we go. We're recording. Yeah, okay, Perfect. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you great, man. Like, bro, I greatly appreciate this because we both been listening to you since high school. Oh wow, that's bullshit. We I both really appreciate that. Since high school, man. Like, it's so like it's real to have you on here. But um, thank you. How I was able to get connected with you, um, I actually, you know, found your actual social media profile is my good friend Young Ill who you, you know, you happen to send beats to. And I'm like, because I remember he texted me one day. He was like, bro, guess who just sent me beats? And he sent me a screenshot. I was like, oh, shit. And And that's huge for something as small as Charlotte, North Carolina, where we are at. Oh, facts. Facts. And that's one thing. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in Bremen, Germany. So I know about being in small places like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to interrupt you though Sorry No, you know, you're fine No, you're fine um, uh, One thing I've been noticing lately Is you've been working a lot With like a lot of underground artists Heavy Like Yeah, been- I, I did start that in like um, I'd say 2016 maybe And that's just because Like Okay, so I started Get like Basically like When the whole Basically like Internet Underground wave started what would you say maybe when was it like maybe 2010 or something 2011 yeah because that's oh, when the mixtape era really? started to maybe pop off you know what exactly. i mean the mixtape era where everybody was self-programming right? yeah that's where it yeah, kind of exactly. started and then it kind of launched in the soundcloud and stuff like that exactly and i when i came into the game you know my introduction to the to the game on, on a slightly bigger scale was you know 2013 or so and so probably up until 20 2014 maybe 2015 i wasn't i was not hip to like let's just say i didn't even know who um i didn't even know who i don't know let's just say suicide boys or whoever like i didn't i wasn't hip to the underground like at all i just i still was um still was listening to mixtapes and stuff and so i was super late to all that and um so i basically started working with uh, you know quote unquote underground people more in 2016 just because I just got hip to it basically. So and I remember like in 2014 or so I've had all these beats and I couldn't get them, you know, anywhere because like I was trying to get to get them to songwriters in LA and stuff like which is a little more on the you know a little more mainstream orientated. And so the stuff I had was, you know, pretty uncompromised, right? It was pretty aggressive and stuff. And so I had I had limited you know, resources to really get my stuff out there, you know? And so I just didn't, I just didn't know the sources basically back then. So that's why I started so late. If I would have been hip earlier, like I would have started right away. Like it's, I was so, it was so amazing. Like it was like a whole new world open to me. Like when I, yeah. when I discovered that whole stuff. And that's so, huge. Yeah. Even from an artist standpoint, what would you, oh my bad. As an artist standpoint, what would you say drew your attention to sending beats to certain artists that were in the underground? Like, did you go straight for numbers or did you even try to give them a listen or how did you do that? Yeah, well, I did start like there was a there was a short time when I when I when I tried the numbers um, approach. Like I, I found a page where I could see um, that there was after 7-Eleven, right? Like after Beyonce. So I thought, OK. Huge. I gotta, I, I gotta get more numbers. Like I was thinking, okay, fuck, fuck, you know, art is nice and stuff, but I really gotta get into the radio. So, um, I found, <laughs> I found a page, <laughs> I found a page 
and I'm still torn, to be honest. Like, you know, everybody wants to make money. Yeah, um, of But I found a page where there were listings of, you know, which songs were added to radio stations, right? Like when you when you got a song that like you can, you know, of course, like, you know, you, like you can buy spins and stuff. And I found a page where you could see the ads, like the, the additions, for instance, on like, um, what is it? Like, is it urban radio, rhythmic radio and so on? So I started right. hitting up those guys um but like it got stale and th there was a time when i when i also I, I tried to look at like the the like hot 40 like top 40 music and tried to take inspiration like from from the beats that were hot at the time and like speaking from that experience it's really like you're selling yourself short i feel to me personally going that route because when you go after what you what you feel and what you really like and of course like it's like i imagine it's like you know it's a little corny but i imagine like two circles right one circle is like what you personally like and the other circle is what you can hopefully you know where it's just where, where there's a market be. for it right. no no where, where there's a market for it so you okay. can make some money in the end um and so i'm trying to hit that overlapping shit right because i can make some stuff that i like mm -hmm. but you guys are gonna hear and it's like I'm not gonna listen to that. So I'm trying to make something that I like yeah. and that hopefully you like. And so everybody wins. And um, so to answer your question, I'm a little long-winded. Um, I just go with what I like. And sometimes nice. that's, sometimes it's people that I like right from the first syllable because it's just their voice and the, um, how the it aura like basically. Right. Exactly how they got the, you know, the, the whole, you know. The how swag, they the swag, the drill. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the thing that you can't quantize. So it's like just there or there isn't. But and, and, and sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes I listen to something and it doesn't hit me right away, but then I listen to a few bars and then it just blows me away because you know you can really hear that they put that their it, soul into it and, and that that's, attention that's, span. Yeah, yeah. And really like that authenticity. Like sometimes people like they really bleed on the track and it's really something is you know when you're sure. being honest honest and I, I see the same thing with actors and um yeah basically mainly with actors denzel washington i, I just i was listening to some to, to interview of him and he said like to him personally acting in theater and acting in movies is the same because the truth looks the same everywhere and i feel like that's something right. you can see in his acting like it's fucking raw truth and this is like, to me, it's the same with rappers too. You know, it's the difference. You, you can tell if somebody really 100% is, you know, true. And um, yeah. So definitely. That's, definitely. That's, that's definitely. That's really important in music. Because a lot of people, I feel like, try to fake the whole music thing. You know what I mean? They try to put on like an image and stuff. And they don't say, stay true to who they are. And I feel like that's really kind of like where people, you know what I mean, mess up with it. Like that's really where yeah. I feel like prevents people from making it. Because people can kind of sense authenticity. And that that can be very entertaining too, you know, if you put on an act and it's very entertaining. But um that yeah, I, I just it's I guess it's different routes that can work and yeah. that, you know, can draw attention and stuff, but like that's just something that just came from because I'm specifically thinking about this guy, he's named uh, Michael Namir. I don't know if you know him, he's from uh, Long Beach. No, not from um, yeah, Michael Namir. I can send you a link there and on and like yeah. he's he's one of those guys, like it's uh it's insane. You just listen to him and it's like he, he he bleeds on the track is like how i would say it and it's Genuine. just very captivating 
so genuine so genuine yeah right you can't yeah. teach that yeah definitely send me a link i definitely want to hear that yeah. so um yeah. someone like you what i kind of meant because it's kind of interesting to hear like yeah you definitely did start out on the ground but someone like you like i mean i appreciate it i don't know if it's really just a question it's like a compliment but it's crazy how someone like you will work with beyonce and then go and sing young ill some beats you know what i mean like i that's, really and you just kind of explained it it's like you kind of go with what you like and stuff like that it's just i don't know bro i really like appreciate that that's dope because there's so many producers that just won't do that they feel like once they hit a certain level like they're there's no you know going what I mean? back there's no going yeah, back if they're not worth certain people's time oh yeah i thought that for a little while and uh, then i saw that i was wrong so <laughs> <laughs> right. um, it's just it's just yeah i mean what are you trying to prove it's just and um like to, to be complete, like I don't have Beyonce on speed dial either, you know? So it's not like, okay, I can go record three albums with Beyonce or I'm going to go fuck with some underground people. It's like, yeah. of course, like I'm, I'm not saying, you know, no to big placements, but like the big placements, you know, I mean, it's you guys hard, know yeah. how, how it is. It's yeah. hard and um, yeah. you, you, I can, I can go to, I feel like I can go try to network with A&Rs and try to, try to do some, climbing or whatever and try to try to try to finesse my way basically so of course say. and um you can try that and i mean i guess it's it's not either or right but i just like working with underground artists you know it's 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 pretty straightforward right i look for somebody who i like i hit them up i send them beats and um and nine times out of ten I'm, they're hopping on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's you wouldn't exactly miss that opportunity like. yeah. <laughs> an email like right. that looks crazy especially from somebody I know it's um I'm not too sure with how it is in Germany or in Berlin, but in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's it's not every day that you know you get those type of emails, even with the networking, because there's so many people trying to force one image. You never know which one is genuine and which one is not. Right. Oh, that's yeah. definitely facts. That's definitely right. facts. start making beats like what got you into music oh i just i just um well i always played like in little bands and stuff so i played the drums like very very badly very poorly but i did it and so um i just i just started taking a liking to rap music you know i was still in biscuit like all that new metal stuff back then and then so i began to rap music and back then i remember like i, I felt like i had to decide do i do i listen to to rock music like guitar driven music or do I listen to rap music? Like to me back then, back I had to make a decision, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do both. Right now. You, you gotta decide. So I went with rap, it was a big decision for me. And so um, first I did my little, tried rapping a little bit. That was pretty horrible. And then I thought, okay, so that's not for me. So um, I might just try to make some beats. And, you know, I started out just, you know, when I was like 14, maybe or something with Music Maker, like Magic's Music Maker back then. Then I started with Fruity Loops, like when I was, I guess, 16 or so, 17. And um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty basic, I guess, like everybody. And shit, you just kind of went from there. So how did, um, 
how did and I feel like you get asked this a lot. So how did OG Bobby Johnson come about? <laughs> Talking about the song? Yeah. Um, same thing. Like I, I listened to back then, you know, I, what I told you, like I listened to mixtapes and, um, you know, I tried to find good up and comers and he, he had, you know, he had, a, he had a few songs bubbling back then, like you in Atlanta. And, um, you know, I hit him up and that was the first, song he recorded and um it was history yeah. that's a big part of history that's bro because that's huge every time because i've been like excited to talk to you so i've been told people about this and they all oh gee bobby johnson yeah, like, yeah. every time <laughs> they all every said time. that every time <laughs> yeah that was that was a real real gift to me like that song that was real Changed like life. even, even oh, now yeah. like of course yeah and, and like looking back looking back it's like the odds i don't know how 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 tall the odds were really like you know yeah. be sitting here like in germany sending out stuff and you know of course i didn't only send out to q but like my my my, my emailing list it wasn't that extensive and so to catch to catch uh, you know a hit like that or you know a door opener or something like something that you know you guys know uh you know it was a real it still is like a real People are still so dancing I'm to this really song. Really yeah, you go viral yeah. every day. They're still dancing <laughs> to the song on TikTok. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Every, oh, on TikTok, really? Everything, everything, wow. everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. amazing. And then, so that was a, a real, real door opener for you. Where did you kind of go from there? Was it like, was it a lot to take in? Or did you kind of, were you kind of ready for it? Did you immediately get other connections to send beats to? Because you went on to work with, People like Beyonce, Black, Tiger, Kevin Gates, Big Sean. They can keep going. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Right, yeah. Um Yeah, I guess it was like back then, like looking I feel like right now I probably feel like I have a more um more tightly knit uh how can I say like back then like I remember I you know, I placed this thing and it started, you know, going up and stuff. And I felt like I don't even have to, you know, sometimes like you have, you have producers coming up and the, you know, you see the same, you see the, the name bubbling, right? And so something explodes and, but they already have the base, right? They have the collaborators, you know, they, 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 they had it basically coming, right? right? So when it happens, they got everything set in place. They got all the people they're working with and you know, everything has warmed up over a while. Like and a to system. me, it was like, yeah, like a system and also like there's something to back it up. Like, exactly. so they, they got the people who they're working with so they can basically follow it up. To me, it was basically, you know, it's not like I'm complaining, but it was basically almost like out of the blue, right? So I had, you know, like a bunch of people I was emailing and stuff. And, you know, my, my, my managers, like who were also the managers of Q at the time, they, you know, kicked me up. I'm working with them till now. And um, so, of course, like they helped, they've been helping, but like, to me, my personal connections, they were, you know, not so many back then. And I started building and stuff. And that's how basically the other stuff you just mentioned came about. Um, but yeah, that was like a little bit of a um, little bit of a thing to get that thing rolling first. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's a question. Yeah. 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 It took time. It. And basically, basically, Ojo Johnson was, was a little, how can I say? Yeah like i said like some people it's like to me it pretty much was out of the blue and then after the fact i had to use that and you know build 
what a for resume. other people is already there before they hit and like to me like yeah. I had to build it after the fact basically. Yeah. That's good. And I got one question. What is the music scene like where you're at? How was it taken when you blew up? Like was it a big thing or did everybody have to catch on through their own way of word of ear or word of mouth? I feel like I'm I'm pretty like I've been pretty low key in, in Germany. Like I did work with um some people before before Robert Johnson stuff. Um but I'm not like I probably could do more too. But I feel like I'm I'm very low key in Germany, have been pretty low key. Like some some media outlets did some reports and stuff, but um like I'd say like I've been recognized in in um in LA one or two times or in Atlanta. But over here it's basically I'm pretty I'd say like I'm pretty low key over here. Okay. You I'm enjoy saying. that? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know it any else. So sometimes you think like it comes with um it comes with benefits, but I think like I'm one of those guys. If I would be more known or so, I guess I'm. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay right. with it. Yeah, Probably has, I feel like I I appreciate being low key. Well, you know what I mean with, with yeah. all the success and stuff like that. I feel like yeah, I feel like I would live in Germany over the United States right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um so was that kind of like your first label situation or kind of like your first major label situation? Uh my first yeah, I was talking to some ARs before that, but um the first time I got basically in contact with labels on a more serious note, yeah. Um and I'm just curious for a lot of other producers what advice do you have for them? What's that like going into a label situation? Cause I've never been in it. I know a lot of producers that haven't been in it. Um, so what's that kind of like, do they, do they try to like take advantage of you at all? Cause you hear stories a lot of, a lot of producers get to take advantage of and stuff like that. Yeah. I was wondering if you have advice for that. Um, I mean, even with Kanye right now, right. Tweeting all that stuff. And I've been, I've been thinking about it too, because, um it's definitely difficult like if you and i'm not the most experienced guy ever right so i don't even know but this is just my thoughts and like my, my my gut feeling on it is like um just try to know what you're getting into and sometimes like after the fact so let's just say you you, you sign with a label right mm. and so if you're unknown right you're broke and so they give you a contract even if you know like this contract you know it's not the best contract in the world but you're like man i'm broke i want to get famous too and so you, you sign the shit right and so later on down the line let's just say everything works out right you got money you uh, you're famous and now like now you uh, know you don't like the label anymore because mm -hmm. they own the masses and stuff but the, you know it's just like you you signed up for it you know okay and now of you. course yeah you were okay with it now you know after the fact now that you got the money in your account and you are famous and now you're feeling a certain way about the contract right and i do get it you know because this is how we are you know human nature i guess but um and i don't know even know if this this is an answer but like definitely try to definitely don't sign your life away anything nobody getting into and um yeah it's it's difficult like don't try to make short-sighted 
decision, but I don't know if I have the most new advice like on this topic. No, that's perfect. Mm. That yeah, was, that's perfect. perfect. I just wanted to see your view on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody can kind of take yeah. away what they like can some, take away like, from that. Like trust your common sense. Like sometimes they're really like shady situations. It's like and when like a guy comes over and you he's really pressed to sign you into something quick. <laughs> yeah, like quick and he's really pushy and stuff and it's like like trust your common sense. Like don't don't, you know, cross your fingers and okay, maybe let this be it. It's probably not gonna be it. It's probably gonna be a bad decision. You might regret it down the road. So try to try to put the work in and yeah, I don't know. This is all like, you know, beaten up advice, but this is there's no shortcuts like Yeah, it's a, it's a grind. That's but the truth. Now that you know what it's kinda like and you have a little bit more experience when it comes to these label situations. Yeah. How do you negotiate royalties for yourself now that you have, you know what I mean, the more experience? And is it better? Because I've heard a lot of producers different opinions on this. Is it better to take those royalties more or less up front, or is it better to take a be a bigger advance up front? Well, uh, I basically don't do the negotiating. I let my managers do that. And that is like every time, and I got there. some books and stuff and publishing too. And um, first to answer your questions, like I'm trying to not get the biggest events in the world. I'm trying to, you know, put it on the back end. Mm -hmm. and, but in general, like I try to look like I'm trying, I'm not looking at it like, okay, I got this big hit now and I'm trying to milk everything out of it that I can. Which would be also like an understandable and like a plausible stance because these are major labels you're dealing with, right? These are big corporations backed by conglomerates right like it's, it's it's so big money you know behind that so why would you not take everything you can right exactly i hear that so, so yeah so, so there's definitely a plausible stance but you can also have the stance like okay let me just be the guy you know that's easy to do business with because at the end of the day we are dealing with people and i'm not dealing with mr vivendi but i'm dealing with some anr somebody's okay in this deal and um so i'm looking at it let me do this one. Let me be, you know, easy to work with. Let's not make a big fuss. Let's not, let's not drag this on because this can happen too. Like from my experience, like you can, if you got like eight lawyers, you know, around the table and everybody's fighting for, you know, a few percentage points, you know, the shit might, might sail, you know, and the, 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 the window of opportunity might close. And, you know, the artists said, might say, or the label might say, this is getting too complicated. Let's just go with this song. And again, like I'm not the most experienced, you know, guy over here, but this is something that uh, I've experienced. And so basically just try to keep it moving. And also, and this is all, you know, you, I feel like you got to balance all this out. I, I personally feel like I can get like, sometimes I can get too much into the business side. I got to remind myself, why am I into this? Why am I doing this? And of course, we all try to make money and nobody likes to be, you know, fucked over taking advantage of but at the end of the day like i'm trying to make great music and before i'm over here sitting about uh, thinking about the business stuff you know and like the, the, the intricacies intricacies of the business side let me think about how i can make my music better right that's perfect that's facts yeah yeah that's yeah. you know i feel like a lot of people do get you know what i mean lost in in egos uh, egos in everything like that and that's why like it goes back to what i was saying like i still love the fact that you're like that and you will work with beyonce and then go back and send someone like young lbs like I but, still, yeah 
Definitely. You know what I mean? Greatly appreciate that. your favorite artist that you've worked with mm. what's your favorite song that you've produced probably hard to be Beyonce um, that's a yeah that's crazy that is crazy there's no other word for that that's yeah. crazy that's crazy yeah, that's just yeah that is insane yeah, it's Beyonce let's how, just can, face yeah. it can you, can you kind of tell the story of how that came together did you text her yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I just I ran into her. Nice is this guy. What's going on? This guy, detail. Um, mm -hmm. He, he's a, or he. I mean, he still is. He he's a songwriter, producer in. A, yeah, I'm familiar. In LA, yeah, and um, he he placed that one. Sheesh. And um, yeah, so that was really like they hit me up after um, after after Audrey Robert Johnson, and so. I sent him some stuff and that's how that happened. And so that's, that's, you know, what I was thinking like earlier when you asked that question, like when you see these names, it seems like, you know, something like you work or work at that, work or work at that. But like, sometimes it's so fucking random, right? You do one thing, another guy emails you, then this happens. It's sometimes like it's one. so random. Yeah, you never know which one and you don't know when, like, so, like in hindsight, everything looks basically like it was meant to be or something. Right, mm -hmm. but like you're sitting there, you know, playing PlayStation or whatever, and then the you know text hits you like about you know, and Beyonce's manager, Beyonce's manager, texts you. So looking back, like it's so random sometimes. So the, the best thing you can do is just, you know, really try to put your best work. And I'm talking about your best work, you know, because there's so much music out there. So you gotta you gotta think about like how how can you not only do good work, but like the best possibly right. transcendence Shine. music that you can and and not just when they hit you up but they are going to hit you up because of that so you got to put that out there and that's like when i when i started working with q definitely like q it wasn't like you know he wasn't nobody so he already was bubbling but he wasn't huge at the time so yeah i feel like if it you're was trying a hit to make the, you, you never knew which one was gonna yeah. pop that's right, crazy. but by but by you know doing our possibly best work, you know it um yeah it, it got the attention that it got yeah exactly. And did you what what was the process for Beyonce? Did you make her a fresh beat after you got that email, or did you send her something that you had and you were like, this is this is the one that I've been waiting for? Um, no, it was it was just a batch that I already. Well, it wasn't definitely wasn't specifically for her, and like I said, like I sent it to detail. And he wrote on it and stuff. So um, no, nah, it definitely wasn't wasn't specifically for her. Actually, when I made it though, I was, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because the memory likes to play tricks. But I'm thinking uh, when I made it, I first started, you know, I always start with the melody and I tried something different with the drums, you know, something more aggressive, like Audrey Johnson type. And I felt like, ah, that's not really fitting. Let me go with something a little more, uh, a little more, mainstreamy i guess a little more uh right you know, catering yeah. for everybody 
normal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I think I had the, um, I had the drunken love song as a kind of a reference Sheesh. with the with the heads and stuff. So you did so it. The, <laughs> you did yeah. it, boy. <laughs> Guess it worked out right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a good one. And you were you said you were playing PlayStation when you got that email. I did. I was playing on a PC actually. Yeah, you gotta but, frame uh, that. You gotta put that PC on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Good you can't get rid of that one. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. What yeah. would how did how did can you kinda explain the night that beat came together? Like how did you go about making that? And like the, 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 it was the gonna, 7-Eleven beat? Yeah, and like you said, you didn't know it was going to be a Beyonce beat. You originally sent it as a detail. So, like, you didn't make it with the intention of that being for Beyonce. So, like, yeah, I got, like, I got different. But that, like, sometimes the thing that I do is, like, I start a beat and then uh, I try, I, I record. Like, first thing that I do for almost all of my stuff is I'm starting out with the, with some some sort of melody or um, melodic rhythm or something and then i always like record like a little beatbox or whatever and try to get my first spark down like that's my personal thing because i feel like the first spark is really the best that that's the best it's gonna get but if i start filling with that idea it's gonna go downhill and towards you know mediocrity so i'm trying to you know have you know Build jot on. down that first exactly that first thing and then i'm trying to um you know put that into actual sounds like into you know into, into hats and snares and percussion sounds or whatever and um in that specific case i put it back like for a month or so so my so i could basically hear it as if i've never like it, it's it's new to me right because like when you hear something over and over you get used to it and you don't really hear it clearly so something that i like to do is put the stuff that I'm working on away for a while. And after like three or four weeks, you basically forgot about it and you heard it as new. And so when you when you when you turn that beat on, does it hit you or doesn't it hit you? And I feel like if it doesn't hit you, it's then easy. there's probably work to do. Right. And so you gotta you gotta you know you gotta write down or just instantly start working on it and try to make it so as soon as the because I felt like that is something that did work out with uh, um, as well as well like Audrey Robbie Johnson and also the 7-Eleven beat as soon as they start at least to me like they are almost like a new blood flow right I mean to me to me personally and um, that's something I always try to achieve like that they instantly grab you and um, in that case there wasn't the uh, with the 7-Eleven beat like I, I put it back like for a month worked on it again and I think then I put it away for four months, like like for an even longer time, because I yeah. felt like I was I was stuck with it and I felt like it had potential. And so like after that long time, like three or four months or so, you know, I opened it up again and then probably I started, you know, I, I think I exchanged drums or something, made the drums and, and um, yeah, so it took took a little while, that one. So how long? Same, same thing with Ojibwe Johnson, actually. Like I, I made the drums, they were kind of like it, but then, like after three or four weeks, I opened it again, and I restructured the drums a little bit. So, how long on average does it take you to finish like a beat? Like you usually just make a like you say, you make a batch, you leave it. Like some of them take like years. You go back sometimes, it's like years later. I think I think the longest is like a year or so. But it's like in how long they're working in in, in actual hours, never that long. I'd say absolute tops. 
I mean, it is long. I mean, many, many, many people like make a beat in 10 minutes or so. I might work on a beat for three hours, you know, in total, like over several months or so. Sometimes I might work on it just 45 minutes, then open it up a few weeks later. Might do some finishing touches, might do nothing at all. But I'd say minimum is probably like like 45 minutes or so. Sounds about right. Shit. 45 minutes or so over the course of a, a year and some change sometimes. That's that's an interesting way of working, though. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know many producers that do that. Like, I've done it before. Like, I've gone back, open beats, and finish them. The, like, oh, shit, I started this, like, a year ago. But, like, very rarely. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's like, I'm not even um, sure it's 100% the right way because you can overcook stuff. And you can overthink stuff and try to make it too scientific, right? And try to make it too... Um, it doesn't too, become natural. Yeah, and too, too objectively, you know, objectively good. Instead of, you know, just going with it. And even if there are imperfections and stuff and sounds that are a little, little you, know, you know, raw or whatever, yeah, it might still work out. But um, yeah. I'm still changing my workflow every like every few months or so, and every time, like um, I'm 100% sure this is the way I'm working, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna change it again. And then you know, two weeks later, it's like you're always growing. Wrong. Everybody's growing. You got to change. Yeah. It's good. I hope so. I hope I'm not chasing my own tail, but uh, I hope I'm going forward. Um, I don't. I don't really think, like you said, it, like you you said, you don't know if it's the right way. I don't really think there's a right way. If the shit comes out good, you know what I mean? That's the end goal. Right. It's like however you get to that is is your own way. You know what I mean? I think a lot of producers get wrapped up in like trying to do shit the right way when it's really like you just kind of learn the rules to break them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I feel like the right way is um like to me personally is when you um when you like when the the shit that you make that is the best that you feel the best about and more importantly other people like um, react the strongest to i feel like that's when you're at your best and um like for, for the last two years like because like you can be wound up and think you know man i got the time of my life right now like the stuff that i'm making it's the best i've ever done and then like you listen to it a year later as doo-doo you know and right. like everybody everybody like, definitely and like to me like personally like the last two years not good man not good not good at all and For i was you, working personally? a lot and yeah my beats sucked like and i worked a lot and i did you know many beats many hours and um, i thought you know it was pretty good but um wasn't and um sometimes it takes like uh you know some like to me personally what happened um because like i mean just if you take a look at my like ig page or something like i had the you know 2017 was pretty good 2018 start 2018 was pretty good and then there was you know pretty much nothing <clears throat> and that's because there really was nothing going on like and what i was doing i kind of like i kind of like thought okay i'm kind of like onto something here but i also felt like this is not really it, what i'm doing right now and like then what happened like <clears throat> beginning of this year it's like a good friend of mine, you know, I was sending him some beats and he was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. It's cool. <laughs> you know, he was being polite. Right. And I'm so, and then like in the middle of the night, some, he, he gave me this, this speech. He was like, man, on YouTube, uh, I randomly like ran, like the algorithm 
you know, gave me Ojibwa Johnson. Man, this beat, and he gave me this whole, you know, emphatic, emphatic, is that word? Emphatic, yeah, that's like, perfect. Yeah, emphatic speech about, you know, how he loves his beat and like, how it gives him goosebumps, like all the type of stuff. And, you know, I've, I've heard that, not, not to sound like, you know, ungrateful, but I've heard that before. And after a while, yeah. when, when you hear something, and to me, like, this beat is so far in the past. So I felt, okay, this was a different time. This was 2013. Right. The sound, the, the musical landscape was way different back then. So why would I bother trying to, you know, basically recreate that sound, you know? So I'm not going to bother. I got to move forward. But he, he gave me this. And, and yeah, and he, but he wouldn't stop, you know, talking about it. So I was thinking, right. like, what if, what if I tried to keep that energy, basically, and try to put it into 2020? Transfer it. And, um, and to me... You know, and hopefully we watch this in two years or so, and you know, and it takes something off. has popped up, right? Yeah, something <laughs> history, so, you know. But um, even even if not, right? Like you, you can control that stuff. But I know, like for a fact, and this is just you know more like more importantly, not me saying it, but other people that you know whose taste I trust. They say like what I'm doing is like you know, uh, really really good. Like you know, and yeah, so that's that's I really part with Joe Johnson seven. So and um. So I guess, what I'm, yeah, so sometimes that's what it takes. And that's why, like, when I, when I like something, I try to really make a point about really telling that person and really being, you know, sometimes a little long-winded about it, but really try to hit, that, hit, hit home that point, like, when I really like something, because you never know, you know, what you might change. Right. And, like, to me, that, my friend, like, he, he could have just said, man, that beat, you know, just send me a thumbs up, or go, go about his night. But he took that time out of his night, you know, gave me his 20-minute, you know, <laughs> thing about this beat. Yeah. So, like, I can say, like, even up to this point, like, it changed my life. So, um, but, yeah, I really like the stuff that I've been making, like, these past few months. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know what the question was. I don't even know if I no, answered something. But, no, it's perfect. Yeah. No, it's perfect. I'm glad to hear your thoughts on all of this stuff. Um, yeah, so I guess like what to take away from this is like sometimes it might suck for two years and you know everything you do is, is horrible but I feel like if you fucking keep working and also if this is something like you got a minimum amount of talent at like I feel that's important too because like if I would have picked something different like let's just say soccer or something I would suck big time right. but I feel like I got yeah. it I got it like if, if there's a threshold of, of talent like so to me telling us something like when you try something it's not that hard for you and people seem to genuinely like it you probably are somewhat talented at it so if you pick something like that and you all right you like fighting that thing and you do not let loose just That's do not let loose and try true. to work you know don't half acid don't just get your hours in or whatever but fucking think about it and try to be you know do the best and it, whichever way you can and then there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel that's hell of advice right there that's crazy advice that's just that's yeah. great. not even just for making beats and music bro that's for life yeah that's and that's exactly that's how i feel and sometimes like when you do realize like this is not for you right maybe maybe you just got you may you know maybe you really like it like to me rapping right like if i would have mm -hmm. been trying rapping for all these years be a pretty sad story up to this point <laughs> i guarantee you so sometimes you just got to realize okay i really like this thing maybe there's another angle 
there's another way yeah. to get to it exactly maybe that's not really for me maybe that's not really it's about to create like how can you unleash the potential that you have in you I can you know, how that. can you really connect and, and if you do something and you're really great at it you know that it's like to me it's um no amount of money can pay that like the the way you can connect right like when i when, when i hear like how people like the Odell johnson beat this is something you know money money cannot pay for like this this means a lot to me and if you're able to do mm. that um, it pays to find that area where you are able under circumstances to be able to do that kind of work saying that's that's some life advice that's definitely yeah. some life advice um and even then it might suck for, for a while like it might be really bad yeah. for a while yeah and bro no nobody i mean i'm not gonna say nobody but it rarely it takes a lot of work you know what i mean the music music right. thing is something a lot of people try and little people find anything in any part of the industry you know what i mean not Hardest even just rapping yeah entertainment period entertainment period that goes for all aspects of entertainment so like the fact that you know you mean you've had the success that you've had and you're as humble as you are is just you know it's crazy and it's rare to see i'm still wondering about the randomness part right because like just what i said earlier right the, with the random thing because like when it happens in hindsight let, let's just say the tesla stuff right like yeah. you see it in hindsight and you're like man why the fuck didn't i invest because it could have gone the other way Quick. in hindsight mm -hmm. It's fucking obvious when you look when you look at Google, at some fucking stock. It's so obvious in hindsight, right? But there's fucking risk to it. Only thing is that risk didn't materialize, but it might have. You know, true. it's, it's yeah. not paid off. It's not. Yeah, and so um, what I'm trying to say is like, it's fifty-fifty if, chance. I I guess I mean I I guess you can try to stack the odds as high as possible. You know, that's quality of your work. Try to not be, you know, the biggest asshole in the world. Try to, try to, try to put the time in. And let, let's just say, like, you, you got real quality music, but you're only, you know, trying really hard for a year. How are your odds gonna be versus your music is the same quality, but you, but you put in ten years. Now your odds are a lot better. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, still, randomness plays a part. Like, if, if you, if you got like a hundred people, right? Let's just say they all make the same quality of music. They all put the same time in. There's, there's still going to be difference. Some people are going to blow. Some people are not. And I feel like there's still randomness, some stuff you can't control in it. And I'm just, you know, can't say how, how big that part is. But um, And I don't even know what to take from it. I guess just accept it and try to try, try to keep force it. it I guess. Try to roll with it. Yeah. yeah. Make the best music you possibly can, I guess. Uh, that's that's to me what it always comes back to because this this is the thing you really can control yeah even even with the business stuff i feel like it's not worth losing your hair over fighting over over, over a contract for one song or something or trying to you know and that's the, that depends on who you are but i think it's not worth it um you know betraying your integrity betraying who you are 
and try to hang around certain people, try to please certain people, try to try to hang try to hang around certain crowds to get to X Y Z. And again, like if that's who you are, and the, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. But that's I feel like what you got to figure out in the end, like what works for you. And to me, the music is always the thing that you got full control over. That is the reason why I'm in here. So um, that's to yeah. me always what it, what it com- comes back to. Like just work on that. That's you know the point for me. Uh, yeah. I'm just rambling at this point. I don't even know what the question no, is. No, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm taking it all in. It's all good advice. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so, um, you you have another question? No, I'm ask good. producer questions. Yeah, no, you're straight. Um, what do you what are some of your favorite plugins they use? Just out of curiosity. Um, and are well, you an FL really guy? Like... Are you Ableton guy? Before we get into that, I mean to cut you off. I apologize. Cubase. 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 Okay, that's yes, mad sir. interesting. Yes, that's mad interesting. Yes, I never I, hear, really hear that one. Yeah, yeah, I did work with 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 FL, uh, like a lot of like ten years ago or so, and um, then I switched to Cubase just because Cubase wouldn't crash on me. FL would crash on me if I if I loaded a certain amount of um, excuse me um, plugins, and you know FL would crash on me, and you know run unstable in Cubase. Oh yes, thank you, Bobby Johnson. I appreciate it so much. Of course, I appreciate thank everything. You for having we, me. Yeah, we learned a lot. Um, I will see you on the next. I'm probably gonna see you later, Bobby. And um, you guys have a great rest of your interview. Thank you so much. All right, so yeah, yeah, my bad. Back to what you were saying. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, I was just saying FL didn't run too stable, so I just made the switch to um, QS. What are some of your favorite plugins to use? Um, I really like the Sound Toys. You know, Sound Toys like their plugins. Now I'm not. I, I'm not familiar, but I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, now I that feel you, like they are. Said it. They're my probably my favorite 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 ones. Um, I really like. Do you know Valhalla? No, like I don't. You're gonna put me onto a lot of stuff. <laughs> Valhalla's like they got a they got a good reverb and a good um good delay plugin. Um. What else do I like? Uh, Fab filter, right? It's very easy to use and stuff. Um, I like Equilibrium, the CQ. Um, oh, I do really like um, the Ozone on the Master. Um, I think those are the biggest. I do like Isotope Trash. That's kind of it's getting up there as far as the like it's pretty old at this point yeah like and, and I've, I've used so it's kind of like a kind of stale to me a little but um yeah those are probably my favorites but i did start getting into a hardware effect so i really like those at the moment you've been getting into some hardware and stuff like that because i've been looking into like picking up like some hardware too and getting a little something different because i just use my keyboard and then i got like omnisphere nexus some pianos and stuff like that uh-huh. you know all the st- some of the stock plugins yeah. And I do everything my keyboard, drums, everything, bass, literally yeah, too, every sound. Too. So me I've been um, trying to, you know, get into some other hardware. Like, actually, you know what I mean? I have picked up a guitar, I picked up a ukulele. So I've been, you know what I mean, recording some stuff into the mic and stuff like that and oh. trying to play with those. Uh, can you play those? Can I can play, play the ukulele. I, I'm getting better oh. at guitar. I'm getting better okay. at guitar. I'm not even going to fully say I can play the ukulele because I can't hit every chord right. But I'm a piano player. So it's like it was oh, kind of okay. easy to just translate over once you just figure out the finger room position and everything. Oh, nice. Okay. So, 
Um, but I want to get into some other hardware, like picking up some synthesizers and stuff. Um, so what are you right. getting into hardware wise? Oh, well, I got a Moog. I got the uh, sub sub 37, sub sequence 37. Moog is really like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still getting into since like, it's been like a year or so. So I'm still learning. Like this was a whole new thing to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I really like Moog. Um, I got a core like that one too who's a standout um and i got i got the do you know behringer like they did some yep. some synth yeah they did the synthesizer clones like they started doing that so i got got one of those but um i got this um i got this effect unit it's called um it's called heat from um electron and that's that's a game changer to me uh, it's like a saturation box and you know you got a distortion in the saturation fuzz and you can do like it's got an eq2 uh, so it's called heat heat 2 actually um i think heat 2 yeah heat, heat mk2 that's a really good one um there's this brand called auto it's oto i think i've heard of they that. Yeah, they, they, they got, it, 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 like, it looks really unorthodox. It's like a black box with, um, it's not even like the hard, it's hardly labeled. But it, it just sounds like, to me, to me, it sounds great. And, you know, I, I got my little phases too, right? So I might think, okay, in a year from now, I might think it's not worth that. It's not worth uh, the hassle because, of course, like working in the box is way more uh, comfortable, right? You don't got to do, you don't got the whole cable stuff going on. You don't got to, go from the screen to the, you know, effect unit and double with that. It's, you know, way more, it's way easier, right? But um, at this point, I'm thinking it just, it just sounds, it, it almost got that sound like it's coming out of the speakers, you know, it connects with you a little more. Yeah. And it sits, it just sits in the mix a little more. Um, but like I said, I might be, I might be saying the, the opposite in, in a year from now, but those, those are what I like right now. I guess it kind of, you know, I guess it kind of affects your sound too. You know what I mean? Like something like OG Bobby Johnson might, you know what I mean? That that right. that sound probably came together from just using like Cubase and a keyboard. You know what I mean? I'm, I might not be 100% correct because I don't know how you made the beat, mm-hmm. but like that kind of might be how that sound came together where something a little more intricate, maybe, I'm not even going to say intricate. That's a wrong, something with a different vibe, you know what I mean? Might come from right. hardware you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah and also yeah j- just a different impulse you know just a different just a different um even if it's just a new plugin that you really like but um to me like back back when i made ojo johnson you know sound toys like the brand i just um mentioned like the, the plugin uh, manufacturer they got this yeah. this plugin called decapitator and it's a um it's a saturation plugin and back in 2013 or so it was new to me i think it was fairly new back then too and like this made the bass the way it was you know really um really saturated and really distorted and um so yeah just having a new plugin you really like and that shapes the sound might just you know be that spark you need at the moment but also on the other hand It might be that you just like with the business side, like you might do too much and think too much about little effects here and there and which, you know, effect unit is the best one for reverb. You might get too much into that. So you forget about 
you know, it, at the end of the day, like which which reverb unit you use might not decide over if your beat is, you know, fucking mind-blowingly good or just average, you know. This is not going to change that much. So at the end of the day, it's still about what's going on in here and, you know, how you how you set it all up. And these are just your tools. So if you're a fucking, if, if you're a fucking handyman, you got a fucking hammer, right? Or you got a fucking, uh, fucking, um, fucking screwdriver, right? Yeah. So there's good ones and bad ones, but at the end of the day, you fucking, uh, you know, you screw in the screw. And so you don't gotta like, don't sometimes, up. exactly. You can't think too much about it. And, uh, at the other, at the other, on the other hand, it can be very, uh, you know, inspiring, but it's a, it's a balance to me. It's definitely balance. said um you played in a band you know what i mean you were playing yeah. the bands and stuff did you just play drums or you played any other instruments well i only played drums uh i think that was enough <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't good man it wasn't good it's just uh, you know i did it and i'm just mentioning it because this was um this was my my start basically and um yeah after that like if, if you compare did you ever play like in a band or something no nah, never I started okay. making beats before even I played right. instrument. I started making beats. So the great, the great part about making beats is like how um, how independent you are. You're not dependent on um, other guys. You know, as far as even if it's the logistics, right? You don't have to meet up. You don't have to rent a room to practice. You don't have to, you know, when it comes to songs, you don't have to debate about what you're gonna do, how you're gonna do it. It's it's so easy, man. You just open FL or whatever, make yeah. it be ten minutes, all up to you. That's it. So the the, the easiness of it is really beautiful. Yeah, it's a different it sound too. To it's a different sound than working with a band and stuff. Yeah, of course, way different. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so do you think knowing an instrument and like understanding music theory is even important to being a music producer, or do you think it's all kind of just there's a natural talent that's that's kind of there and you can, you know what I mean? Cause I've seen a lot of producers just work off ear and I've seen a lot of producers like strict to music theory. Well, I guess, um, to each his own, like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I'm a huge fan of the, like, like to me, it's a golden era of the producers, right? To me, like it was like, like, you know, Dre, Neptune, Timbaland and stuff. And, um, when you listen to, for instance, um, um, the, the the Buster Rhymes album, what's it called? Big Bang, I think it's called the Big mm. Bang. No, I'm just not familiar. Yeah, it's like 2000, 2005, two thousand five, like early two thousands, and um, like there's songs on there. You know, it's it's completely produced by Dr. Dre, and there's some chords on there. You know, piano chords. Yep. Like there's no way in hell. You know. I could have done them without knowing um, music theory because like, and I think, I think Scott Storch played those, but I'm not sure. 
but you can tell like those those chords are so perfectly crafted like they convey the emotion and they just hit the spot you know and yeah. also like i'm thinking i think i'm thinking about zaytoven i don't think you can do that type of music without having a certain amount of um uh, theoretical knowledge you know i, I know he, he's like a church music, musician and stuff so of course there's that element to it too you know just doing it a lot but it sounds to me like that you know he knows also how to play the piano and stuff so but then there's guys like you know swiss beats he once said he doesn't want to learn uh piano because he feels like from it takes the the freedom away from him so he'll hmm. think about shit and not be able to to just let it go so um I guess it comes down to how you work, but I feel there was some point when I thought I had to learn this, but I think you don't necessarily have to, depending on what your niche is and what your sound is. If you if you do like to make, let's just say, pop music and stuff, and more chord-driven music, I think you'll benefit a lot from from learning some stuff. But um, if that's not, I don't, I don't, I, I don't feel like you have to force something. Like if you feel like you have to sit down and learn music theory, even though you don't want to, I don't think this is for you. That's that's what I feel. That's that's what mm. I think. I might be wrong, but that's how I feel about it. No, because it goes back to like I feel like there's there's genuinely like there's a basis of natural talent that I feel like is almost there for kind of every bit and maybe i'm wrong like i'm not all the way right this is kind of just what i've seen there's kind of just like a basis of natural talent that's already there to when you start something like you said earlier like if you were to uh like i don't know play basketball or something i think you said do something are you the rat or soccer you yeah. said soccer yeah. um, all, all those things i'm horrible at yeah yeah like it just wouldn't work like if i wanted to be like you know i'm just gonna try out for the nba it's not going to work. It's never going to work. You know what I mean? But like, there are certain things that, you know what I mean? For me, I feel like are kind of working for me because that's just what I'm naturally good at. So it's like, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I don't think you're, I really don't think you're wrong. You know what I mean? Cause there's, there are hella producers that I work with and they don't know anything about music theory. You know what I mean? If it's working for you. Yeah. You don't, I don't feel like you have to, you have to do it. I don't definitely don't feel like that way. No, that's definitely that's definitely facts. Um, how do you feel about the whole tight beat uh, side of the industry right now? All the online, all the tight beats, all the the beat sales and stuff like that. I mean, like to me, like the, I guess it's I guess it's driven by, by, you know, the new generation stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they definitely figured all that out. They, they figured out the marketing. They figured out what works. And um, it's definitely like, you know, the, the industrialization or whatever of the, like the, the whole, like they, they really make it the business. And I feel like that, that part is really inspiring how they, um, how, how they, how they were able to scale it, right. And make such a huge business out of it. And like internet money and stuff like that's crazy how they, um, you know, the way they scaled it, you know, and really made a huge business out of it. That's, uh, you know, you can only respect that. Yeah. It's, it's just, I guess, kind of different approach from a lot of, from some producers or some producers just, you know, I mean, that's not their, that's not really their route in it. I mean, it's like, there's so many different routes you can take. I feel like a lot of people definitely 
I think we did speak on this a little bit earlier. A lot of people definitely overthink it. You know what I mean? There's not one route to succeeding. Um, yeah. In it's like you could be an industry producer, just set of people beats, stuff like that. Only work with people you want. You know what I mean? Chasing royalties over right. even anything. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Just trying to make good music at the end of the day. Or you can be like an internet producer. Like I'm putting out tight beats every day. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm selling, I'm selling beats for like $30, but you know what I mean? Right. I'm selling like a hundred of them. So it's like, yeah. there's just so many different routes, especially now because of the internet. It just makes it so, so interesting. I feel like, the landscape has changed even in the past like 10 years. Yeah. So I don't even know. That Absolutely, was just a question. Yeah. That was just me rambling. <laughs> no, nah, that's no. Nah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's hardly to say there's a right or wrong. Um, it's just, you know, what you feel like, you know, your path is. And um, I feel like once you try to force yourself to do something, that's maybe when you try to sell yourself short like i feel like you have to go where it's inspired you know you can't wait to go there and um yeah i guess that's just what i have to say about that and i mean before we wrap this up um again thank you for talking to me i know it's been kind of i don't even know how long we've been talking man but we've talked for a while and it's it's a great conversation you dropped a lot of gems on here um but I just want to say one thing, you know what I mean? Because I haven't talked to many producers on the podcast yet. Uh, I think I've only mm-hmm. talked to two other producers. Right. Um, one thing I've kind of learned, especially as we kind of confirmed from talking to you and talking to a lot of other artists on the podcast, is it really just at the end of the day it comes down to making good music? Like, like you said, that's one thing you can control. But if you look at every other artist like I've interviewed and stuff, like people like Lil Darky, Tokyo's Revenge like Belize, 10 cell phones. You just go back on the podcast and stuff like that. Uh, Kamiata. They all just make good music. That's really why it kind of started to pop. Their music was good and people gravitated towards it. And right. I feel like I've talked to one other producer, Wendigo, um, who's starting to come up pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, And again, he just makes good beats. Making beats for like, I think what time we did the interview, maybe two years. Like, um, but he does have a whole music background and stuff, but it's just like, not to ramble on about that. It really just kind of comes down to at the end of the day, making good music, people gravitate towards it. Cause that's kind of like your whole method. Like you said, when I, right when I asked you about the business stuff, you're like, well, my manager handles all that and stuff like that. But you know, but you know, like enough about it. But again, you just focused on the music at the end yeah. of the day. It's really what you're focused on. And that's, that's great yeah. to see. Thank you. And like, to be honest, um, sometimes I wonder if that is naive, right? If, if that's the wrong approach in 2020, if maybe there is more to it and maybe I'm, you know, a little um, complacent, you know, just thinking about the music. And, um, you know, I guess it would be naive to say like marketing plays no role. And I'm specifically also talking about me as a producer and I feel like if you're an artist and you're saying and and that's you know that's that's the part like where I'm not really I don't really have the experience from that side because to me a lot of this stuff is still a mystery right like how people pop what's going on behind the um behind the scenes I feel like I don't know too much about it um so sometimes I'm wondering if I'm a little too naive you know saying you know 
the music is all that matters. And I guess, I guess I'm not even saying that's all that matters. That's just, I'm, I'm just saying that's the part that I can control. And um, yeah, but that is the part that you can't control. So the marketing and stuff, I feel like sometimes like people get too caught up into marketing and stuff before that really should be important. Like the music yes, should be at a certain point. I see point. that a lot. And also maybe a little momentum should be there, like at least a little, and then you can try to, you know, do all that other stuff. But um, yeah, in, in yeah. marketing, marketing definitely plays a big role, but I feel like before the marketing works, like the music has to, has to be there, has to be something yeah. special. Maybe that's the wrong word, but I feel like it just, at the end of the day comes down to, making something that people want to hear and making something that's different so it's fresh you know what i mean something's gonna hit and then something that's great and then marketing kind of takes the next the next step after that you know what i mean yeah 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 probably yeah definitely like why do you want to push and this this again this is this goes over music like if you say let's just say you build phones or whatever why yeah. would you try to put all your energy into pushing a mediocre product? Why not try to make the best product possible, which is also maybe why you got into it. You know, maybe some, and that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, saying anything bad about that, but you know, you, you can get into something because you, you know, it really inspires you and you love to do it. Or you just try to make some money, you know, which is not a bad thing either. But if you are into it because you just love building phones, right? Mm -hmm. Why not try to build the best phone you possibly can, you know, try to innovate, try Absolutely. to make something that fucking blows people away. You know, they got this in their hand. They can't even imagine to go back to their old phone, like with a fucking iPhone or like when I saw the inside of the Tesla first, this is something that's so inspiring to me because these products reshaped how everything worked and like sometimes yeah it's like these fucking these fucking uh earpods, uh, AirPods. whatever they're called yeah once you got these it's like how the fuck did i run around with a fucking cable and so that's almost to me like what you should aim for whatever you do if, if it's beats too i'm trying to you know and that's not saying you know i succeed every day like i like i just told you i made trash for two years straight but this is at least what i'm shooting for i'm trying to shoot for something when you listen to it it just blows you away and you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, this is better than everything I've heard this past week, you know? And again, not saying this is what I succeeded every day, but that's what I'm shooting for. And I feel like that's more inspiring to me personally than trying to fiddle with uh, algorithms and yeah. And also like not saying that also can be inspiring. Like, let's just say you want to, you know, completely reimagine marketing. And you're trying to fucking roll out a campaign that is, you know, unlike anybody has ever seen. Like, you know, there are campaigns, like nothing comes to my mind right now, but some album, some some album rollouts and stuff are, you know, really creative and really great. So you can be right at that field too. So, but just, I guess, whatever you do, try to do it. Like Missy Elliott said, whatever you do, do it good. I feel like that's, that's what it makes, what makes it fun, you know? If that's, don't try to half as yeah. try to put your all into it. Try to re reimagine it. Oh, that's facts. Yeah. Or no, at least shoot for it, you know. At least shoot for it. That's definitely facts. 
So how how important is your life outside of music to the music? Because I was talking about this with a few other producers. Like sometimes you're just in the studio all the time, and it's like that's why you can't make something good. You need to kind of go out and have life experiences. You know what I mean? Go out and yeah. eat. Go explore. Go do something, and you take and in, um, apply the inspiration back. So for you, how important is your lifestyle and your life outside of music to the actual music? Well, to me, I don't really feel like I put experiences into my music, but then again, I'm not sure. I might do, and I might just not know it, but I definitely feel like um, overworking is a big trap, especially now, like we see, you know, people like, you know, I don't sleep a lot, and you know, it's like a sport, like who can work the most and who can sleep the least, and you know, this, this is just my person, like I don't, I'm not like, you know, 200 times platinum, so I might be wrong on that, but I feel like, or just let me put it that way, every time I try to work, 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 like all day, to me, per like I didn't find a way to make anything really worthwhile. Like to me, there has to be a balance. Like I have to take breaks and I have to step away from it for a little bit and just, if you do it to the point where it's like a core, chore, 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 right? Yeah. Chore, yeah. Chore. That's, yeah, true. That's probably not a good thing. Like, if it, if you don't feel good doing it, it feels like, you know, you're clocking in. At least to me, you know, and I don't know how, you know, everybody might work differently, but, um, yeah. Also, like, sleep. I feel like when you, at least me, like, when I, and, you know, there's not saying there can't be stretches where you, you know, you're so energized and stuff, so you don't sleep a lot, you want to get this done. Yeah. But I was, I was at a point where I tried to work a whole lot, sleep as little as possible. And I just, you know, like after a week or two weeks, I'm like, man, what am I doing? This is, what am I trying to prove? This is like short, to me personally, it felt like short-sighted because I was just drained all day. It's just overworking, you know? I feel like there's no benefit in overworking. You just, you just do a lot. It's inefficient. And yeah. Like you, like it goes back to, you were saying in the method, um, you were saying you used to make beats like, the first inspiration or the first the first for time you catch inspiration is usually the best you know what i mean so exactly. if you're overworking yeah. you're overworking it starts to get worse and worse to keep the more you keep pushing at it you know what i mean yeah 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 and, and also like i imagine it like like pores right like 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 pores on your skin or whatever mm -hmm. and i feel like those pores can clog and if you i imagine it like you your uh, your pores for inspiration if that makes any sense or or your, your your sensors or whatever they can clog too so if you work for 12 hours straight i don't know if you still got the freshest mind to come up with a with a groundbreaking uh, you know idea groundbreaking beat or something and you you might you know it's not it's not binary you know it's not either or you might it, again it depends on who you are and stuff and um, I know there are personalities who, you know, work long stretches and stuff. So I can just speak for me personally. And every time I, and, you know, sometimes it comes organically, you know, and you don't even realize you've been working for that long. I'm just speaking about trying to force yourself to work as much as possible to get it done. I don't think that that's a, that's a perfect way, like where to say, to say uh, work smarter, not harder, like, just because you work more, you might just be in a, in a, you know, running wheel like a hamster, right? Yeah. You might just try to try to do a lot, and you know, you're trying to do the right thing. 
but um you know relax a little you know think about it like how can you do it in the long run you know you don't have to do it by next week how can you achieve your goal by in the next two years and three years you know like think in the long run that's um yeah at least that's what i tell myself 